0: Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On the show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. Hey guys, before I get into this conversation that I had with myself, essentially talking myself down from panic on the verge of a possible panic attack, I just want to make it clear that this is just what I was doing for myself in that moment. I wasn't sitting there thinking about a strategy or specific directions to than share with anyone. I just noticed myself feeling really anxious. And a lot of the things that I share about on my podcast are me needing to take my own advice. And so when I started feeling this way, I decided to hit record to process through it myself. And I didn't know if I would ever actually share it anywhere, but when I put up a question box on Instagram asking you guys what kind of topics you want to hear more about, someone specifically said reversing the spiral. And there are lots of different types of spirals that I experience, <laughs> um, whether it's like an ADHD one, a burnout one, whatever, or anxiety like this one. So I just wanted to put that out there that this was not. Like planned out strategy situation of like step-by-step. Step. This is literally just real-time hearing what I do to talk myself through anxiety, and I hope that helps one of you. All right, let's get into it. Hey, welcome to this episode. I'm going to talk to you about something that I don't really hear a lot of other people talking about, and I think that it's going to make someone feel really seen. So you already know by the title a little bit about what this is going to be, But, um, I'm currently on my way to a concert, like just left my house only a few miles away. I'm not even out of my town yet. Like this is my normal drive to work and my chest is tight because I'm anxious. And the rational side of me is like, this is so silly. There is nothing to be anxious about at all. And then the anxious side of me is like, but this, but that, but that. And so I just want to kind of walk you through the thoughts that I'm having and where I think the origin of them is because sometimes that helps bring me back to a little bit more of a chill place. And I think that this is an exercise that somebody listening probably also needs. So um, I don't know if the story about everything going on with my husband's health and like physical state is going to be up by the time this is up. If so, I will leave a note about it in the description. If not, it will be coming really soon. But my husband has not been able to do normal daily life activities at a full capacity for a few years now. And that in turn has also affected what I do on a regular basis like I still go out and I work and I do our groceries and I do our normal stuff around the house but when it comes to like normal family fun activities or holidays or just going to do stuff with our daughter or even me just going to do stuff by myself because he's the one taking on more at home during that time that has all changed and obviously we haven't gone out on date nights and things like that so what I do outside of my normal routine right now is really limited. And it's it's expanding slowly but surely. But because it's been like this for so long, when I do something that's outside of that normal regular routine, when I go further than my normal regular errands and tasks, I feel anxious. And to anyone who has never had anxiety, you're probably like, that is so stupid. And if so, this obviously is not the episode for you. So you can leave now if this isn't resonating. Um, But if you've had anxiety before, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like on one hand, you know how irrational it is and how silly it is. But on the other hand, your body is responding and there's only so much that you can do once your body is there. Um, I can actually already feel some of that tension leaving my body now that I'm talking about it and just acknowledging it and letting it be here and recognizing it, and that's really the first step. Is when you notice these things, notice them with curiosity. So as I was driving away from my house, I'm like, "Wow, my chest feels really tight. Like, I, I wonder what's going on." And I was like, "Well, I bet it's because I I was feeling a little bit weird about leaving the house tonight." and The anxious thoughts aren't really coming up. Like, I don't have a lot of banter going on in my head that is feeding into this cycle, but my body does feel anxious. But I'm also excited, and those two can feel really similar. And my body is also not used to doing things at this time of night, usually around six o'clock. Even if we are out at that time, like, we're coming home to start winding down. If it's a normal, like, weekday, like we're chilling on the couch, eating a bowl of cereal, watching Gilmore Girls. At this point, we don't do that all the time, but that's kind of been our fall thing right now. At the end of the night, and so we're unwinding, and we start getting ready for bed at like seven thirty because I have a three year old and I wake up early. Well, she's almost three, and I wake up early and I'm tired, so I go to bed, and I like getting a full eight hours of sleep, and so my body is also kind of like, what the heck are we doing? Like, where are you going? What is happening? And that's also going to make your anxiety higher. And so these are all things that I'm aware of and I'm acknowledging and I'm just coming to myself with a lot of grace and knowing that it's okay that I feel this way and I can acknowledge it. And I also don't have to stay there. I don't have to stay feeling this anxious. And how I do that is like, wow, ah, there goes my water bottle. Hold on. All right. We saved it from the floor, <laughs> but how I am going about this is it's what's making it relax is because I'm acknowledging it I'm not trying to suppress it I'm not trying to get rid of it because when you do that you just make it worse and you make it show up in different ways so when I wasn't having all those negative thoughts it was still showing up in my body my body was still tense and i had shallow breathing and so we acknowledge it and we sit with it and we hold space and I like to think about mine being over there in the passenger seat like you know what you're here it's cool you can hang out but you don't get to control this entire night. You don't get to control everything. You don't get to run this night down into the drain. Like, it's going to be okay. And I did a couple things before I left too that helped with my anxiety. I prepared their whole bed space so that it's one less thing for them to have to do. Literally, all my husband has to do is hang out with her for like the next hour and 15 minutes, and then they're going to start getting ready for bed. And he's a perfectly capable parent. Like, he parents all day long when I'm gone. But this is different. It's outside of my norm. Also, the fact that I'm out late at night and I don't do that anymore has another layer of anxiety for me right now that I'm like, "Oh, but what if that what if this? What if this?" And that's okay too. It's okay. And going through all of those things helped me do things to make me feel better. First of all, one of my things that came up was, "Oh my god, what if I like break down on the side of the road in the middle of the night?" okay well if that happens i have roadside assistance so i can utilize that and also i bought mace in preparation for this because i've already needed some anyway it's just one of those things i've been putting off for a while so i also have mace now and i i thought i stopped recording but i did not there was a, <laughs> a cop getting on the highway right behind me and i was going very fast and i was afraid i was gonna get pulled over for a minute Anyway, um, that probably got cut out anyway, and this probably will too, but here we go. I don't even know what the heck I was saying. Oh, I was worried about getting, um, like, getting broken down on the side of the road. So, okay, well, now I have mace in case some freaking creeper comes up on me, and I also have roadside assistance, and I also could call the person who I'm going to the concert with and ask her to come be with me. It's so, like, I've problem solved one of the worst case scenarios that... I have any type of control over the other worst case scenarios that come to my head are absolutely ridiculous catastrophic thinking and I'm aware of that and I'm not shaming myself for it and I'm not guilty myself for it but my other one is like oh my god what if I get in a car wreck and die okay well that could happen literally anytime and um used to drive at night all the time when I would drive home from college I wouldn't even leave the like my job or like my apartment or wherever I was coming from. I wouldn't even leave until like 10 or 11 or 12 at night depending on the night, depending on when I got done with work. So, like I can also prove to myself that I've driven at night many of times and been completely fine. And honestly, a lot of times later at night it's less busy and potentially safer. So, then you have deer. And that did pop into my mind too, but again, I'm like, okay, If you're going to hit a deer, you're going to hit a deer. You're going to do what you can in that moment, but it is what it is. And so when I just go ahead and go through each of those thoughts and I don't just shove it down and ignore it, but I let it come to the surface and I work through, okay, well, if that did happen, what would I do? That helps tame it too. And now that I've done all of those things, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm able to refocus back on how excited I am because I haven't been to a concert since before my daughter was born. I haven't seen this friend since before my daughter was born and I'm really excited and that it's going to be really great. It's going to be so fun. And now that I've been able to walk through all of that myself, I feel like I'm going to be able to thoroughly enjoy what's ahead. And if you're in a similar situation, I want you to walk yourself through those things. And know that it's going to be okay and it's not going to be this way forever. And if it is impacting your daily living ability to the point where you can't function and you're not already talking to somebody about that, I would encourage you to talk to somebody about that. Whether you want to take a therapy route or a medication route or a functional medicine doctor route, I want to encourage you to talk to somebody. Um, I have gotten to a point where my anxiety is very manageable most of the time and it's also very mild it doesn't stop me from doing the things that I want to do like I'm on my way to that concert right now even though those feelings came up because I want to go and I'm at a point where I can handle that but if you're truly drowning and you can't and you can't do the things you want to do sometimes you do need something to help get you back closer to like a baseline or a neutral so that you can learn strategies that you can implement and you can have new things that you're going to try but if you don't if you don't give yourself at least a little bit of bandwidth to work with it's going to be so much harder I was on a medication for like the last eight or nine months because I had a lot of transitions going on and I was I just, I reached my point. I had done all the things that I could do within my budget at that time. And I was like, you know what? I just don't feel great like ever right now. And I need something for a while. And it was great. It was what I needed. It wasn't great all the time, but it did help a lot. And the first two and a half weeks off of it was pretty rough. Um, But now I'm at a point where it's pretty much leveled out. And I feel good. And I feel like I have the tools to walk through these situations with myself. And I have the grace to not put a bunch of shame and guilt on it too. And because of that, I felt like I was able to come off. And it's going well so far. But I also know that if it gets to a point where I can't do that, I know what to do. And I know how to seek help. And I want to give you that permission too. Not that you need it, but you and I both know sometimes we need... Ah! Don't worry, I was not wrecking. (laughs) We both, oh my God, I need to just cut this out. You and I both know that sometimes we need someone to just tell us it's okay and to give us the permission slip that we don't actually need. So I love you and I'm rooting for you. And I really, 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 really hope that this helps you Um, the next time that you're feeling anxious. I hope this gives you some new tools of how to walk through this. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have been part of your day. If you love this episode, would you please consider sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me? This way I know what you're loving and what to make more of. I'll see you next week.